Well, hello everybody out there in Music Video Land, and welcome to another edition of the Music Video Land podcast from your super good friends at IMVDB, the Internet Music Video Database, IMVDB.com. My name is Adam. I do stuff for IMVDB, and with me, as always, is Mr. Doug Klinger in Pompano Beach. How you doing, Doug? Doing super good. I'm appropriating races. Good. Now, that's our main job here. People think we run a database, but we're mostly appropriating races. And then we have somebody who loves appropriating races. That's all he does all day long, north of the wall. We have Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Um, okay, nothing to add. That's fine. Uh, no, just a regular one tonight. Okay. Doing good. Thanks for that. Um, and then on the podcast this week, we have a really awesome guest. I think our first, uh, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, first producer on the podcast uh, uh, I would say first wow. exclusive producer, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Jason Clone, of wow. producer of some amazing music videos, including most recently uh, a video we all are super excited about. This is How We Do by Katy Perry. Also some awesome Hero Mariah videos, such as Sweatpants by Childish Gambino, um, Hive by Earl Sweatshirt, um, as well as Loud Like Love by Placebo and a whole bunch of other amazing videos. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of the site. Awesome. And uh, what a great introduction, too. It's royal. And I had no idea that I was the first exclusive producer on this, Doug. That's, uh, that's quite nice. Yeah, right, right. We had this thing, because, you know, some people have produced and, and have been on. But yeah, you're the, that's it. That's, you're the first. You're, you're, pave, you're paving the way. Um, now it's starting to make sense. You want to get all the secrets from me, find out which <laughs> right. directors are crazy, you know. Get all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Okay. We have well, we have some thoughts on who's crazy. We just need you to kind of confirm. Yeah, we have a list. We have a laminated list in the back. I wanted to ask um, a little bit about what your job entails. That sounds kind of basic, but what your your job entails because I think people have a general idea of what a producer does, but I would imagine it is a little bit. I mean, everything's different for music videos, so it must be a little bit different for music videos versus like a feature film or a commercial, even. Yeah. Yeah. Music videos are a little more like shooting from the hip, but um, I actually have this conversation a lot because I'm constantly trying to explain to people back home uh, <laughs> what exactly it is I do because it's just such a hard job to quantify because it changes so much for every single project. And, you know, the duration of the project changes. Uh, obviously, the money changes a lot. Um, you know, so it's really it's you have to be very, very adaptable. But essentially what what a video producer does um, film music video anything is you know the director comes up with an idea and the producer says this is how we're going to execute it this is what we're how we're going to do it so that's I mean that's the how you can boil it down to you know paraphrase it best is just I'm the one that puts the wheels in motion for an idea that someone else comes up with you mentioned having a, a team what what does your team typically consist of uh, usually it's a production manager or production supervisor, which works directly under me, uh, then a production coordinator that kind of does all the paperwork. Um, production supervisor usually hires the crew uh, as far as, you know, the director and I will have the ideas of people that we want to bring on, and the production supervisor actually negotiates the rates with them and, and brings them on and kind of manages the entire production, just like it sounds like in the title. Um, the coordinator does a little more of the organizing, does a little more of the paperwork. And then you have some office people as well. And that's that's kind of the base of the the production team. And then as the process goes on, you start to bring more people into it. You bring the AD into it and the, the assistant director. And they come on and they start scheduling it for you and kind of, you know, breaking down the actual shoot days. So, and that's actually... 
probably one of my favorite parts of the job is is putting the team together. So it's I, I was always a sucker for those kind of movies where you know you got to get the band back together <laughs> here. You know they go around and put put the team and and watch them all work together. That's that one of the most satisfying parts of being a producer is is picking the right people who are going to work together who are going to bring something special and unique to the project. Uh, then you know seeing how they all interact. And it's blown up in my face a couple of times. So, <laughs> so, so it's like a Mighty is, Ducks kind of vibe. Right, right. Is that really how you do it? Like it's it's like kind of a montage, and you just kind of like you pull up, and like Jesse Fleece is like is like pumping iron, and you just kind of point at him and shake exactly. your head. Exactly. Yes. And it's like boom. exactly. Yeah, I knew it. I knew this. It's it's an early '90s like uh, karate montage kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and and. and uh, so do you fuck, and do you, do you kind of like work closely a lot of times with uh, specific production companies? Is that typically how it works in the music video industry? You're working closely with a lot of production companies. Yeah, um, it's it's both directors and the production companies. The production companies, you know, they learn if they can trust you or not. You know, there's a lot of money that exchanges hands, and basically, you know, I'm in charge of all of the money once the once the job awards and starts going into production. So, uh, you know, the production company wants to be able to trust you, so they'll hire back a lot of the same producers. They don't usually just hand a producer, you know, a huge multi-hundred thousand dollar music video without knowing you, having worked with you before. Um, also, there's the director angle of it, which is, you know, I've just built relationships with specific directors, as you mentioned, a couple of them like Hero and, and Saman, who did Placebo and, and uh, Ellis Ball and Robo Showbo, a bunch, bunch of different directors. But so those guys will always call me because we just have a history together and we work well together. And then you are there, you're there on the day. And then how does your role change kind of once everything's kind of come together? Um, well, once it's actually come together, it's more of kind of managing the making sure putting any fires out. Um, that's a huge part of it because music videos, I mean, there's just not enough. There's not big enough of a budget and everything is kind of, like I said earlier, shooting from the hip. So it's there are a lot of fires that are going to come up. So it's kind of putting out putting out the fires um, in a lot of these cases, stroking the director's ego, making sure that uh, <laughs> that that they're in a good spot. You'd be surprised how insecure a lot of these directors are, too. So it's like you kind of have to be the 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 rock and the reassurance for the director while they're doing their job so they can do it to the best of their ability i imagine out of any other any production music videos are causing the most fires it's just oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just just a few just a few <laughs> I, and I, i've seen a i've seen a couple of call sheets for music videos and some of the ones for bigger artists will have an, a note at the top you know no no cell phones no uh, no social media. I've even saw some that um, you know require an, an uh, like a non-disclosure agreement to be signed or something like that on, on certain sets. Oh, yeah. um, is that something that's that's really frequent and that you encounter a lot? And is also that something that you kind of shoulder some of the responsibility for? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you shoulder all of the responsibility. Whenever something goes wrong, it's everyone turns to the producer. I've actually had that happen <laughs> happen before, where police have shown up and you know gotten out of the cars and kind of like. Who's in charge here? And everyone turns and looks at the producer. It's like, oh, <laughs> you go deal with this. <laughs> um, but but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of things as far as you know the bigger sets, as far as uh, non-disclosure agreements and and just kind of secrecy uh, that they'll the labels will state right at the beginning. Like Katy Perry was a great example. Obviously, you know we couldn't leak any information about that because if anybody knew that was happening, the paparazzi would just be swarming. And you know these sites. And I think we did actually have a little bit of a problem with with a couple of leaks. And it's unbelievable. They'll like build websites out of this minute information that they gather 
Um, so if they actually were to show up on set or if any of this stuff, if people took video while they're on set, you know, it's just people go crazy for this kind of stuff. So, so it's, really have to crack down on that. So it's, but that's really the main thing that you're trying to prevent against with that kind of thing is, is paparazzi showing up, not so much like leaking the idea out before the, it's a fully fledged and flushed out idea. Uh, it, it's a little of both, but I, I would say what I'm more concerned about is people showing up and kind of harassing and, and stopping the production. Uh, you know, yeah. the actual idea leaking is it's nice to obviously keep that as quiet as possible. So everyone's pleasantly surprised when it happens, but uh, it doesn't put the production in danger. Like, you know, if the paparazzi shows up and all of a sudden we can't get the artist out of the trailer. And then all of a sudden paparazzi are in the music video. That's part of the yeah. plot. Yeah. Yes, it's, that's a, <laughs> at that point it molds into a completely different thing. Yeah, and I guess I, that's definitely I would I would I would guess part of the the you know working with an artist like Katy Perry. I think we saw a call sheet that had like big icons of like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with like giant X's through them. Like don't don't do this or you know yeah. it's going down. Exactly. Um, and for um, you know a, a, a video like that. Um, you know that I think we were talking about it on a few podcasts ago when the video came out. How you know this is like the I think it was her fourth single from the album, um, and you know obviously Katy Perry is a huge, you know, star. So the video must come with you know a little bit of, of money and resources. When you're working with an artist like Katy Perry, um, you know even even now, are there a lot of financial constraints to deal with, or is that a little bit more freeing than working with somebody who's you know maybe on their like first album? I mean, it's it's kind of nice to have the kind of budgets that Katy Perry brings. Um, but with that also comes the, you know, there's a lot of extra money that needs to be spent because you're dealing with an, an A star, you know, celebrity. So it's kind of some, a little bit less, a little bit less of the money goes into the video, but you have so much more to deal with. So, and in, in situations like that, if there's something that they really want, um, you know that the money will magically appear. Whereas when you're dealing with, you know, much smaller artists or, you know, kind of someone on their first album, uh, the, the money is much more finite. However, you know, you kind of have a little more creative freedom and everyone is willing to just really get in there and dig and, and make something special. So, so it's really still to this day, even though I, you know, get a lot of offers for, for big budget music videos, I'll still do a lot of the smaller ones uh, if I like the band, if I like the director. And, and it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun to do the small ones. Really get your hands dirty. If Katy Perry says, I need the twerking ice cream. (laughs) She's going to get twerking ice cream, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, even if you have like a whole, you know, the whole, a whole like, you know, post-production facility working. Exactly. It's like, well, Katy, our animators have been done for a week. (laughs) Twerking ice cream, bring them back. Um, (laughs) And I'm curious, do you ever like, uh, you know, you work with a lot of directors frequently and and Hiro Mirai, for example, he's done a lot of uh, kind of like a string of overnight uh, videos um, that are oh obviously. yeah, that's a joke we have. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. All, are all nighttime videos. <laughs> right, and he's, done, he's yeah. done a lot in a row. And uh, do you are you ever in the position where you like are kind of like trying to steer it in another another direction? It's like all right, same idea, but let's start eleven a.m. <laughs> and try it from there. It, it, I think it, I think sweatpants would have the same vibe at eleven at eleven a.m. What do you think, Hero? Yeah. Oh, oh God, yes. Uh, it, it's funny you should bring that up because um, uh, Hero's executive producer, Daniel Hind, actually just talked to me today about a treatment that he's writing. And my first question was, is it at night? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of Hero's thing. It's, that's his jam. 
Um, and he's, you know, he's really good at it. So I don't, uh, I don't mess with that too much. But um, is it at night? Is it at night? Yeah. Oh, the new one? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Nice. It could it could potentially be, but uh, and did yeah, you for, did you for anybody who hasn't one? seen these videos, if you go back and watch, we'll link them in the show notes. Sweatpants, uh, Hive, and Chum, and, and, the, and what also, was the last one? The Chet Faker video. Was uh, also yeah, Chet Faker. Uh, but I also did with him Queens of the Stone Age yeah. Smooth Sailing, right, which uh, was was two nights in a row, and that was madness. So that was wow. that was a fun one. <laughs> And do you kind of like get a feel for what that overnight after doing so many of them in a row is it kind of like does it become uh, a little bit easier or or do they always are they always the worst thing ever? Yeah, Doug, I'm going to be honest with you. You never get used to that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely never get used to it. Um, sweatpants and and uh, smooth sailing, the Queens of Stone Age and Childish Gambino videos. Actually, we shot back to back, so both of them. Uh, sweatpants is also paired with urn which is kind of the the little video bonus that's in that video and so we shot urn first at night the next night shot sweatpants two days later shot two nights of uh smooth sailing for queens of stone age and you absolutely do not ever get used to it that's uh, now now did you get to produce the one that was then it wasn't there a hero gambino one shot in hawaii was that produced by you also no, that was Jason Baum. Oh, uh, so Jason gets to yes. go to Hawaii. But, uh, always a J- hero really likes Jasons. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. right, exactly. Doomsday seems to, because J- Jason also does, <laughs> seems to do a lot of Doomsday videos. Um, yeah, exactly. And they and speaking of Doomsday, we should just uh, mention that in the show notes. We'll put a, a link to Doomsday's hilarious ALS Ice Bucket Challenge video, which we really oh, yeah. enjoyed. Um, yeah, I was, I was sad I missed out on that. Yeah, you just went around the house because they've got a, a new house. I think uh, James Lees was was here was on the podcast last week, broadcasting from that oh, nice. from their house. Oh, that's great! Yeah, they they have a new house over in Hollywood, and it's uh it's definitely more of the doomsday vibe. They kind of just came out of this big office building that they shared with Hello, um, and it was really more of an, a traditional office. Actually, kind of looked like a bank inside, and it was just not fitting of the doomsday personality, which you know is obviously very young and hip. And uh, this this house is much more in tune to that. It's a lot of fun. So I also wanted to ask, so, um, you know, in the, I wouldn't say early days of the site, but we have like a user's database, you know, users who are signing up for the site, and we see their email and stuff like that. And I think early on, an email, or no, sorry, a username that caught my eye was spicy colon, which turns, <laughs> which turns out to be we you, and your name is not actually pronounced that way. It's pronounced cologne, like the cologne. Right. Yes, um, spelled, spelled like colon, smells like cologne. And I, I, you're kind of doing a double take to people there because you're 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 broadcasting that oh this is yeah it's okay to say colon, but then yeah. you got to have the you got to have the sit down talk with them to say like because <laughs> you know you, you know hold on that's not that's not it I must really do a lot of sort of awkward situations. It's it's actually it's a terrific icebreaker. Um, you know, doing what I do, I, I meet a lot of people through email and so it's kind of it just immediately disarms people and uh, you know i have to send a lot of really professional emails as well and when you get a super professional super serious email from someone that's got the email address spicy colon it just <laughs> automatically you know just lets you know that there's a little bit of playfulness in there so um yeah it's, it's kind of just people mispronouncing my name for for since the beginning of time so i kind of just went with it and had a little fun with it and i absolutely love spicy food so it made sense it takes a lot of guts to stick with the spicy colon uh, email address too, and not have one that's like, "All right, I'll keep that 
for my friends, but you know, when I do something serious, I gotta go to like my serious email address. It takes a lot of guts to stick with it. So, so I, I feel like I can speak for the two Adams in this, where we're we're really impressed by that. I appreciate you saying that. It's <laughs> it's, it's really this is such a, a stressful industry. And, you know, everybody kind of, it's, it always feels like it's life or death. And, and obviously what we're doing is making entertainment. So you just kind of have to stay grounded and true to that and remind yourself of that often. And, and that's kind of why I stick to that. I actually have a really weird voicemail as well. And it's, it's super, it's borderline unprofessional, but I refuse <laughs> to change it because of this re- exact reason that we're talking about. You know, it's have to bring a little levity to, uh, to this very stressful industry. That's, I mean, you have support of that. I mean, there has to be sort of an element, I mean, of fun to it, I guess. And I, I mean, is it something that, that you try to, okay, obviously for like an, a late night or like an overnight shoot, which you've done many of, um, you know, there's, there's kind of the issue of like crew morale, I guess. I mean, do you get into kind of dealing with that or is it more the director's side? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, and that's kind of ties back into what you were asking me about before. What, you know, once the job is actually the, is set up, part of my role is kind of being in touch with every single department and, you know, taking the temperature of the crew and, and kind of feeling all of that out. And that really is a big part of my job is kind of making sure that the lines of communication are completely open so everybody can do their job to the best of their ability, making sure the director is getting everything that he wants, he, she wants. Um, you know, that's, that's a really big part of it as well. So, so absolutely kind of, uh, my interactions with the crew are, are a big part of what a producer does. I wish director is the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, uh, because we're friends and, and he knows he's a pain in the ass, but Saman is definitely, (laughs) Saman is such a pain in the ass, but I I absolutely love him. And it's funny because he and I are both geeks, so we geek out all the time, but he's also just, and he's a ridiculously talented guy. You know, anybody listening who goes and checks out his work, you know, it's just, it's jaw dropping the kind of stuff that he dares to make. Yeah, and, but uh, but you certainly feel the pain working on his jobs, his projects. He's Saban has been on this podcast and he's done a bunch of commentaries for us, and he uh, uh, frequently is apologizing through those things to like <laughs> to like just the crew in general, and uh, and uh, yeah, he he definitely we we have picked up on that. Or if you just watch like any behind the scenes of any of his music videos, there's like a yeah. moment of him just like shouting shouting really hard at somebody. Uh, 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 and and then just like walking back and starting again, like not. Yeah, not- he's I, he's super aware that he's a pain in the ass too. It's it's kind of it, it's funny with him because he just absolutely bleeds for his projects. And yeah. you know, it's, I love working with people like that. That because every single we put way too much work into this kind of stuff to just accept mediocrity, you know, mediocrity. So it's just kind of when you just open yourself up and leave it all out there on the field, you know, you want everybody else to do that as well. So I think that's kind of, you know, the, the deal with him that he just really opens himself up there and wants to make the absolute best thing he can possibly make. So it's just some, it's a little painful sometimes. That's what we heard from uh, when we had Ari Robbins on the podcast, when he was talking about a few directors that he's worked with who, you know, I mean, he's obviously be, has so much experience, um, yeah. you know, talking Love about, Ari. Directors, yeah, you've worked. He, I mean, he worked on sweatpants. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was steady cam on sweatpants. And um, you know, he, having directors, and I think he was talking about Ag Rojas. You know, just like pushing him, you know, kind of re- relentlessly, kind of mercilessly, saying, you know, like this is just how, you know, we need to roll. It needs to be. You know, we can't. We can't work at this level. We have to go. We have to go to the next one. 
Um, and I think they definitely show this, you know, especially in stuff like, you know, Simon's and Heroes and, and Joel Cafali's work um, and many others, too. You know, they, 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 they take it to the next level. Absolutely. And I only work with directors who, who are willing to take it to the next level. It's, it's, you know, the music video industry has kind of come through a revival and it's, you're not doing it for the money. Like, let's be honest. It's, it's, it doesn't pay as well as a commercial or or, or feature or anything like that. You're doing it for the love of the medium and you want to be able to challenge it a little bit and see, you know, what kind of stuff you can make. And, and those are the only kind of directors I'm really willing to work with at this point because it's, like I said, you're not doing it for the money. <laughs> and I was wondering, once the you know once the video is done, it's delivered, it's on Vivo or uh, not not Vivo. Um, how involved are you, or how much do you pay attention to you know the the long tail numbers on that? I mean, are you kind of watching you know what you know what what Katy Perry's This Is How We Do does in a week, or um, you know is there any? Are you watching that after the fact? Uh, no. Uh, not really. It's it, honestly, Katy Perry was one of the only ones that I've checked the numbers on, and the reason for that was just just because I was absolutely floored how one day it was a million views, and next week it was fifty million. You know, so it was just kind of just just purely for entertainment. I did that, but uh, for the most part, no, I don't really check the numbers. Because like, yeah, it's it's music videos are one of those weird art forms where like the view count is like right there. Um, so yeah. I, I always wondered, you know. Um, what happens there but uh, that's good that's because i guess you probably get drawn into that a little bit too much it becomes like an obsessive numbers checking game at that point yeah it's also it's, it feels a little faceless to me like i can't i'd much rather hear from people which funny enough uh queens of the stone age uh the video well actually not surprisingly queens of the stone age smooth sailing is is one that a lot of people will email me about or you know just kind of like hey i saw this video it, it's it's amazing you know and that that kind of stuff uh, knowing, I know people are watching this stuff, but actually putting some personality to it means a lot more to me than just kind of checking the numbers because you know there's just so much. I mean, these cat videos on YouTube have 50, <laughs> 50 million hits. So what it, you know, it doesn't really make a difference to me. Um, yeah, and so if you want to send Facebook or uh, uh, feedback to Jason, it's spicy colon at aol dot com. Uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Held, see what you did there. He held on to the spicy colon and the AOL email address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm really, really struggling to let go of the past. I saw a blog, I saw a blog post or some stupid thing on Twitter where like it, it's it showed that like thousands of Americans continue to pay for the AOL like client service like. That's that is that does nothing but just like give you access to your AOL email. People are still paying for that stuff. So, are you one of those? Apparently, I am. You are right in the world that we've created for this podcast. <laughs> yes. You are. Doug turned that into a in question. That was good. Yeah, 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 that's what we did. We're pro. Okay, episode one hundred and twenty-one. Okay. No, gotta... no, this is one twenty. One twenty. Oh shit. Um, I did one. Uh, we did one. That we didn't put wait, out. You can swear on this. This is this is not kid friendly. Oh, oh you can swear all you want. This is this, this oh, is podcast is for swearing and shit talking. Of it, yeah. So right, that's what it's all. all about. Right, let me grab a beer. No, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, you're 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 behind if you're just now grabbing a beer. Okay. Um, so if you want to check out all the amazing music videos that Jason has produced, and they the, the list is really awesome. Um, you heard us talk about how much we loved. Pretty much all these videos over the past, you know, like 100 episodes of this podcast. Um, go to imvdb.com slash podcast. And this is episode 120. And you will see all of the videos and all the links in there. I was going to say, you're not on Twitter, are you, Jason? That's No, I'm not. I don't, I don't believe in the tweet. You know what? So then just go, just go follow us instead. 
Go follow we'll give you, we'll give you all the updates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll tell you what you need to know. They, um, they didn't have Twitter back in the AOL days, so I'm still stuck true. in that. You can follow. You can follow Jason on INVDB. That's true. Yeah, that's true. go ahead. Um, I dare you. Does he, I, 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 that's one of those features. We're doing a UX revision of the site right now, and that's one of those features we need to make clear to people because when you when you click the follow button on the homepage, it'll give you new releases for videos those people have worked on. So anyway, everybody's wondering what that video, that button actually does. It doesn't tell you what it does. Um, but now you know. Now you know. Um, so we have some videos to talk about this week, um, but we also want to mention quickly that this weekend, if you're listening to, we're recording this on Thursday, August 21st, and on the 24th, this Sunday, is the MTV Video Music Awards, and I was reminded because I went through the, it's embarrassing, went through the Taco Bell drive through today, and they had, gave me a cup that said what it is. So was there Ari, you go. Was Ari it was embarrassing because you went through Taco Bell? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, I Maybe I shouldn't be embarrassed about Taco Bell. You made no, a he- there's you made no a- shame. There's you- no shame in the Taco Bell. <laughs> you made a healthy choice, I'm sure. You got something grilled or uh, f- or a whole wheat, I'm sure. So, um, <laughs> Taco Bell's whole wheat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. You either. got a spicy colon out of it, too. Oh, wow. That's Adam Alexander. <laughs> yeah, He's been- Adam Alexander. I wondered if he was going to talk on this. He came back. <laughs> He came Adam back. hangs back. Adam hangs back for the interview portion because we always I have a nap, we just talk right? over I each other. I usually have anyway. a nap for the. Yeah, first but then portion. he drops a bomb like that on us. He just saves it. <laughs> yeah, it's he worth it. Dropped, it's I worth know. It. He's been holding on to that one too. Um, um, so we are going to do a live blog as we as we are wants to do. Um, we've been doing that for a few years and it's worked out uh, pretty good because um, we did it when no one even gave a shit. Not that yeah, they do now. But, but, Not that anybody will give a shit now, yeah. But so um, I was just going to mention that you know MTV uh, is not playing music videos anymore. On the on the whole, they only have one show dedicated to music videos, and that is played during the overnight hours on most days. Um, but they still do the VMAs, and I think they're still important because they uh, you know moments happen. They're not always related to music videos, but um, they're usually tangentially related to music videos. So it's exciting. And it's also um, because there's it's still like the longest running singular, you know, you can go back 20 years and say who won best video, you know, video of the year VMA. So, you know, there's a there's a lineage there that that kind of has carried on, you know, the the big pop stars when they win the, the VMAs, they still give a shit. And so um, and it's like a big deal, like. Uh, you know, music videos seem to kind of pop up around this time. There's been a lot of big, big artist music videos. I'm pretty sure Ariana Grande or, or Jesse J, Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj are premiering the Bang Bang music video after the VMAs or something. And they're also opening the show. So, you know, they, they still tie in, you know, stuff, you know, releases and stuff to the to the VMAs and the big pop stars still still care about them. So, yeah, we'll be live blogging that them suckers. And uh, so in the years past, well, the one thing that MTV kind of throws a curveball at is when they're going to announce the, uh, what they call the, I think they call them the professional awards. Yeah. Uh, uh, or technical awards, because the awards are broken into two main categories. There's the, um, you know, the technical awards, like best cinematography, best choreography, best art direction. They have some some relatively, you know, drilled down music video categories, and then they have the main ones that are announced at the show, like best female video, best pop video, etc. Um, I think the first year we did this, they actually did not announce anything. Um, they just sort of threw it on their website at 2 in the morning. But last year, they had a little segment that said, uh, there was sort of a commercial bumper that said who won what. 
Uh, so we're hoping for that this year because uh, they just throw it at us all at once and we, we put it up on the site. We're hoping for at least that. Hoping, yeah. We'll see. Hoping for at least that. Uh, um, Jason, are you gonna are you gonna watch? I know your the, uh, the Heroes uh, three thousand and five video is nominated. But you didn't work on that one. No, that's actually not me. The, um, I do have one in the one in the fight though. Um, the Avicii Hey Brother video. Oh, nice. Director Jesse Sternbaum. That's uh, that was nominated, I believe, for best music video with a message. Nice, yeah, there, and there is one. It's a soldier message, and that's produced by uh, Boulevard uh, Industries. Yep. Um, sweet. Okay, so you got a dog in the fight, and so are you. Even though you didn't produce sweatpants, you still you still pulling for that one in the hip hop category. No, I did sweatpants. Didn't do three thousand five. Oh, I mean three thousand five. Absolutely pulling yeah. for that because I'm always pull for uh, hero. And so what was it? Um, was did just Kim? Uh, Kim <laughs> sub oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, fuck, no, fuck everything. Fuck, fuck that whole that, that whole part. I, I, I'm, I'm, and I've I'm got lost. a note here. Like ask Jason about hey brother, and Doug's like, uh, so you don't have a dog in the fight. By the way, I didn't say you don't have one. I just was talking about the hip hop category. Just alluded to it. You beat, you beat me to you beat me to it. I was getting there. It made me made me feel like shit. I don't have anything. In there. You are you even gonna watch? What the fuck? Who do you give a shit? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch. Actually, I'm going to the uh, Doom House, uh, which is Doomsday's oh, nice. new house. But that's what they're lovingly calling it. Um, I'm gonna go there and uh, watch it from there with uh, with some of the nominees. Sweet. Nice. I think um, the first time we had Hero on the podcast, we, he, we asked him if he went to the VMAs, and he said no. So I guess I hopefully maybe he's kind of keeping that tradition alive, and maybe he's watching yeah, the Doom House. They, they have tickets, and, and actually I was invited as well, not with them, but with the Hey Brother people. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, it's kind of just more turned into a party, and, and uh, it's more than a live viewing. Um, Hero and I actually went to the Grammys. It was pretty cool. We got to go to the Grammys last year for a Frank Ocean project that we worked on. Oh, nice. So, so that was pretty sweet. Nice. That was fantastic last year. And we'll link to a video of that in the show notes with the, the big uh, background project, projection. Um, yep. we, we shot that shot that out in Acton, Acton, California, which is about an hour north of Los Angeles. And nice. we should we will also link to that episode of uh, that that first episode that Hero was on because he tells a pretty sweet story about Isaac Hagee like like break uh, cutting his foot open or some something. Uh, He's walking into a plane of glass, right? At the at VMA a, party, at a VMA party, and we're talking about VMA parties, so it's relevant. Is worth me is worth me remembering and saying. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like Isaac Isaac Hagee. I've I've partied with him a couple of times. He's uh, he's fun. And uh, I just want to mention real quick that the so a lot of people uh, have mentioned that Beyonce has the most nominations for a person over a number of music videos. But if we're just talking about raw music videos, Fancy by Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX, Turn Down for What by DJ Snake featuring Lil Jon, directed by Daniels, first one directed by Director X, and Pretty Hurts uh, by Beyonce, directed by Melina Matsukas. Uh, both are all three are tied at four music video nominations. So there we go. Um, and if you want to verify that, you could go to our page dedicated to MTV VMAs 2014, and we got that info right there. We 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 put it together, and we tell you the number. <laughs> I, I love that that Doug always comes in with the shameless plug. Oh, exactly, there's no yeah. why would there be shame? 
I'm just I'm trying to help the people look at their information that they care about. If they're listening, if they're listening to us talk about music videos for an hour, they care about seeing numbers on our website too. So this, this, we got we got to throw that stuff out there. And the other thing they're going to care about is uh, some of the music videos from this week. And I think we should talk about those. Um, but make sure you you tune into the blog because that's how blogs work. You tune into them and you listen to us live blog the VMAs on uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, Sunday at, at night. Um, so yeah, let's start with um, this. Was a little bit of a quieter week than um, you know compared to last week, but there was still some pretty. Well, I it's also say very. That, it's also was, very top heavy. Yeah, there was um, there was some interesting. Yeah, a lot of the stuff came out like on Monday and Tuesday. It's been a little bit quieter later in the week. Um, but one of the songs that really uh, we loved this week, uh, we should talk about first, is the Heim video for my song number five. Um, we should. Directed, directed by another person who's been on this podcast, Dugan O'Neill. Double, double Dip twice. Dugan, we call him because he's the first person on twice. We don't, <laughs> ever, we don't, we don't ever call him that, but that is true. <laughs> um, but a few um, surprises you. about this video. Um, Haim, this is sort of, I think, the fifth single off their album. Um, you know, most of their singles were had videos done for them in late 2013, earlier 2014. So I was surprised Six. to see this come out as a single. Sixth. 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 Jeez. Wow. Okay. Um, for the Days Are Gone album, and this also featured um, a verse by ASAP Ferg, uh, which uh, I was not expecting as well. Adam Alexander, you ha- ha- you had heard this version of this song before, right? Yeah, I had heard that. Man, yeah. I, I usually like I don't mind ASAP Ferg. I think he's a fun a fun rapper. He he just ruins this song for me. <laughs> like not or, just or at the very at the very best doesn't really add much listen his his verse is whatever but he's just like yelling during the whole song and <laughs> it's so it's like one of those songs that i'm so comfortable like i know so well uh and i've listened to a lot since it came out because this album is, uh, has been out for a while and to like hear just asap ferg suddenly yelling in these parts <laughs> that i think i know it's it makes me more upset that i that i should be do you guys hear the Tone of my voice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a perfect like, song. It it didn't need any help. It doesn't need help. That's got it nothing to do need... with this video. The video is fantastic. Asap's for Asap Ferg's presence in the video is great, but uh, sure. just his presence in the song, I'm not I'm not a fan of. It doesn't. I don't know why they did this. Why did they do a version? What well, what's the goal uh, to throw Asap Ferg in, the, in a version of this song? I don't. Well, know. it's kind of a thing, right? To throw a hip hop verse into sure. uh, <clears throat> some kind of a cool indie pop track. Yeah. It's a thing. Right. It's yeah, a thing they things. do and and sometimes it works and sometimes it does nothing. And that seems to be the whole point of ASAP Ferg's verse cuz like his first punchline is just like the word female band which is like, yeah, let me hit him hit him hard by by letting people know that I'm doing this song. Uh um, <laughs> but uh but let's talk about the video cuz the video is great. Like uh, Adam said directed by Dugan O'Neill and um and uh starring Vanessa Bayer of uh SNL playing Kind of like a Ricky Lake type character. Dallas Murphy is the name of the show. Like this fake show. It's got a very 90s vibe. The video. the um, And it feels like Ricky Lake, right? That's the, that's the vibe everyone else got. Yeah, for sure. And there's a bunch of really cool cameos too. A lot of cameos. Um, from Kesha and Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend. And my favorite cameo was Grimes, of course. She's in there eating in the cafeteria. And, 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 sn- uh, and snuck in the back is Big Sean. Yeah, he's in there. Behind Grimes. That's the only time I I saw him, but he's definitely in there. And uh, he's just hanging out, hanging out in the back. And uh, that's that's a a fun use of Big Sean. 
Yeah, I love the little hidden cameos. That's a super cool thing. I wish there were more videos doing that. It's fun. And this is something that they couldn't really do on their first video because I think they're obviously much less known then, although they seem to have a lot of famous and cool friends. But this is just sort of <laughs> jam, jam-packed with people. And people, you know, people, there's no, like, title that's like, hey, this is Grimes. It's one of those things where you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Yeah, except, um, except Kesha. Kesha's name, her character name, is... Uh, is very close to Kesha. And and Kaisha one person or Kaisha, right. Yeah, is it Kaisha? I didn't catch that. Yeah. Kaisha, then, yeah. And then I think I, that's her cat too, actually. Oh, that's I think weird. I read that. It's so weird that you know that. that. Kesha's uh, cat. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing okay. I want to mention is the guy playing the mime is uh Nathan uh Barnett, who was like Nathan Barnett, who was like in that Josh Forbes video, uh Say Anything Wrestlers that was um that we recently talked about in the podcast. You guys know the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. That's all I'll say about about him. Uh, fell, I didn't get that at didn't, all. Wow. Didn't land. Uh, yeah, I only know that because we got the cast that, um, uh, list, and he was on it as the mime. He's in mime costume, though, which is, we've not seen him that way before. So Adam Alexander has. Tell that story, Adam. Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe you've not seen him in mine, but I, I definitely have. <laughs> yeah, cool. You picked up on that. That's, so what was, what's the story? Give us some background. Well, you know, it's, uh, I, I've not seen him in mine. I have no way to... Uh, <laughs> oh, just, man. We, All need, right. to, we sh- need to move on. Okay, we well, should. Thanks. Just- well, Adam Alexander moving us along. Right? You, know we've hung up <laughs> on. you know we've been on this video too long when Adam Alexander is moving the show along. Just one quick note at the end here is that my favorite detail of the video, and this seems like a very Dugan O'Neill detail, is that the the guy who brings out the the basket of cotton balls for the woman who is afraid of cotton balls has a hat that's made of cotton balls. <laughs> There's, he just has a, a basically what is a glass bowl full of cotton balls, and then a hat that somebody has painstakingly glued cotton balls to. Man, um, what a what a moment in a music video! Like, who else but Dugan can like. Yeah, there's going to be a, a man with a cotton ball hat and a bowl of cotton balls, and that's an idea that was pitched and used. Uh, um, yeah, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk enough about how, that. It's a hilarious video. A lot of Dugan O'Neill's videos are, are super funny, like this. Although not all, he he did a few this year that are not funny, but but still super great. But that one is funny. Uh, anyway, more videos this week. Dugan's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Have, have you worked with Dugan, Jason, or are you guys just homies? Uh, yeah, I've actually worked with him before too. So yeah. it's and it's it's funny. He loves this early '90s style. He loves you know the, kind of that whole Saved by the Bell era. And it wasn't surprising for me when I turned this video on and saw it. I'm like, yep, this is Dugan. And so <laughs> and it's always hilarious. And we actually, yet- I I worked on the stupid hype web series with him there. Oh, nice! With, uh, oh, nice! Courtney Those Davies are fantastic. Well. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. Even the name, just Dallas Murphy. Is, is yeah, just, right. it, it's the Dugan does a really fantastic job with the details of this kind of stuff because I think a lot of people kind of, you know, not naming any names or anything like that. I'm not don't even have anybody in mind, but this it's a kind of a style that you can kind of phone in easily, um, and I think that Dugan always adds those extra little elements that like Vanessa Bear's outfit for this is is so spot on. Yeah, I uh, love the uh, I love the captions for each of the guests at the bottom. You can just basically read through the captions; they're hilarious. Yeah, moments you gotta like pause to 
like jokes you have to pause to catch. His last video for yeah. for energy by Duck Sauce also had a lot of those moments where it's like stuff's moving so quickly um, that you kind of have to like pause it to catch the jokes. But there's there's a lot of them in there. So he he also loves to throw the crew in as well. You can see that he's actually in it. I think uh, he's in the control room. I saw the hair. The real hairstylist is is really doing um, the hair of, of Heim. So yeah, he loves nice. to throw those little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, and uh, the director's bureau seems to like to do that. There was the um, what was that Chromio video, Adam, that you just posted from the Art of Music video page? Jealous. Yeah, jealous. That video is full. Dugan's actually in that video, and he he didn't even direct it. Um, that's like full of director's bureau uh, office members and stuff. So neat, neat stuff. Uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Directed by Mark Romanak, who you may have know from being a famous guy. Um, yeah. So, if this is also a video that kind of, I think the theme of the week is out of left field a little bit. That ASAP for for uh, verse kind of came out of left field for me. This video definitely came out of left field for me. Not only because this is one of those rare instances where I don't think anybody had heard this track before, and I might be. No, I do no, think she I came think you're at, probably right. Yeah, I think she like released or uh, announced her new album. This was the new single. It all kind of happened at the same time. It was yeah. And I, I I watched the video and then you know, we do as we usually do if there's not any director immediately attached to it, we kind of look for the director info and I was kind of shocked to see that Mark Romanek directed this. Um I don't really know why, because because I'm when I think of Mark Romanek, I think of like recently like Picasso Baby by Jay Z, Invisible by U2, and then going back a little bit further like Hurt by Johnny Cash, um, like The Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails, kind of super like beautiful videos, Criminal by Fiona Apple, beautiful videos, but really dark, not, like not pop. Yeah, I mean he's done pop videos, but like my like all of the, all of the Mark Romanek files in my head are don't don't have like Taylor Swift in like you know ballerina costume, um, <laughs> so it has this really weird mix of having that little bit of that Mark Romanek touch, but then you've got this kind of manic twenty four year old you know pop star energy that Taylor Swift brings to it. And it's a really compelling mix. I love this video a lot. Yeah, I thought this video was a lot of fun. I really like. Um this this probably this could be my one of my favorite uh, Taylor Swift videos. It just was like a I, I feel like it was um, like it showed a lot of personality from her while still like kind of fitting fitting that into uh, kind of an overall concept. And it was a it was a happy ending. It it it's all about it's all about being yourself and not listening to the haters. Yeah, for sure. I love her awkward side, her awkward persona that she that she has, and that's kind of the whole premise of this video is that. She basically uh, she can't dance, and and that's not going to stop her. <laughs> it's be- it's believable, you know, because like um, yeah, you know, she people criticize Taylor Swift for for being like uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't I don't know what the fuck they criticize like a false her for. Yeah, that that like yeah, right. exactly. Like like oh my god, thank you so much for this award type of a, a thing, and uh, this seems super genuine. Um, uh, like that, I did a Taylor Swift impersonation just now, guys. What'd you think? It was good. <laughs> it was Taylor Swift winning an it was Taylor Swift winning an award. Um, Perhaps a VMA. Potentially, she's not nominated this year, though. Uh, so we should also mention that the the and here's another weird thread that goes through this, and we'll talk about it in the next video. Um, is this is twerking people twerking with knee pads 
which I've never seen before, and all of a sudden is everywhere. Um, and this is this is the screen screenshot. It's her kind of making a way through a tunnel of people. Twer- you don't. You, you know, haven't twerking. been around enough twerking because knee pads and twerking. Is that is that like the standard equipment? Do you show? Is it like you show up with like a, a your set of knee pads and your cutoff shorts? I mean, that... it can. You don't. You don't need to wear cutoff shorts to twerk, but like it helps. And so, yeah, I think if you were to, I I need to wear cutoff shorts to twerk. <laughs> I do need and knee pads and a helmet. Right. Yeah. A helmet, Adam also wore a helmet for his ALS uh, challenge, which is cool. Cool fun fact about Adam. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, so we should, yeah. So anyway, I think people, including Earl Sweatshirt. No, listen, of, we don't even, we're not giving it, we're not, we're not going to do that. Okay. We, we won't even. It's the a, appropriation that's thing. It's, I, it's we a, won't even talk about it. It was just my stupid joke at the beginning. That's its only message. We could just insert stock um, appropriation. We'll just go back here. to the last time somebody said it uh, yeah. about insert music videos. here and, <laughs> and put it in here. Uh, so, it, Jason, that's one of the things that we like, we're constantly running into, like watching kind of reaction from music videos is people constantly are kind of, uh, you know, Picking out something in a music video, whether of like appropriation of like another race or something they don't like. I mean, when you're like going through a music video in that production, you know, pre-production phase, is that like ever a conversation that people have? Like either the label or the artist brings up, like how are people going to react to this? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the bigger the star is, you know, the more aware of it that they are. And, you know, they, they don't want to offend any of their fan base they want to you know make sure everything is pc so there's there's a lot of that conversation conversation that goes into it because i know for like it was like the tiniest blip but i think but like i think even even for something like the Katy perry video people were like oh why is she wearing cornrows or something like that something you would never probably think of going into it but then people are you know are like, we thought of all of that we oh you did really okay yeah and that that came up um you know that was one of them that we we let slide, but there were a couple other things that, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily even used to lo- having to look for those things. They're usually, if anything, the label brings it up and the label says, you know, would this be offensive? Would this be offensive? And I'm pretty sure they have a team of people who review it and just say, <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's that fragile. That's that's how ridiculous our society is, too. And, you know, obviously, you don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, some of these things are never meant to be offensive at all, and people will find a way to to you know make an issue out of it, um, especially for somebody like Katy Perry. So, so for sure, that's a big deal. To that, more so than than any other um, entertainment format, that music videos are really picked on for this. Like more so than film and TV, I don't read like think pieces on an episode of some show where there was a misappropriation claim. Like it seems like it's all music videos. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just only watch music videos. <laughs> I was gonna say you you might just watch a lot of music videos. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's 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 all of the mediums. It, it really is. But it's you're you're definitely onto something though. That you know, with the bigger artists, uh, there's there's a huge fear. Um, going into it and so this it's definitely something that's talked about we, we had a meeting about it and i'm sure uh, they had cor- a, you, had a you guys had a corn a cornrows meeting <laughs> we had yes we had a cornrows meeting <laughs> the name of this podcast is cornrows meeting uh, we, uh yeah we actually all tried it out we we put cornrows in our hair and uh, yeah, right. everybody, break, i'd break each <laughs> is more. this offensive right yes. am i appropriate am i appropriating right now no okay put them in okay that's cool I'm sure that was a that must have been a meeting that Taylor Swift people had because there the the diversity on the twerking team is 
is very very prominent. It's it's like very very obvious. I mean, like, I mean Mark Romanek responded. I mean, responded to oddly enough specifically Earl Sweatshirt. And fuck, we are talking about this now. Earl Sweatshirt, <laughs> without watching the video, tweeted things. He even said with, with without watching the video and whatever. And Mark Romanek responded, and uh, it's we'll just, put that link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah whatever. You, you we'll put the link in the show notes. And and what basically what Mark Romanek said is that basically what anyone who would wa- who had watched the video would would have would have realized is that she's dressing up like different types of dancers and so she dresses like a ballerina and she dresses like a b-boy and she dresses like a twerker is that if that's a dancer she's taking music video tropes uh, and if you want to know more about music video tropes you should read chris black's article on our blog that he uh posted today he goes through uh, a little bit about what a music video trope is and and they're playing on some of those in this music video and um and uh Again with the plug, I need we need a plug sound effect. We, 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 well, just, like, real quick though, I think really the only the only person being poked fun of or or whatever kinds of things they think this video is doing is really she's making fun of herself, if nothing the, else. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, and then at the end of the video, everyone's in regular clothes and everyone's da- just dancing. Why, why? <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, uh, I just want to say just one more that doesn't have sure. anything about, about appropriation. Okay. <laughs> but um, I have to just say, I, I, maybe we should say what our favorite ta- like Taylor Swift like. It's because they're kind of like action figures. Do you like Ballerina <laughs> Taylor Swift? Do you like uh, uh, you know? I don't know what the gray the gray dancer stuff is, but I, my favorite by far is Ballerina Taylor Swift. I think she 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 was enjoying that the most. Ballerina Ballerina when twerking. Or like when doing the like yeah, yeah, gyrating dancing. That's um, my. Favorite. I liked uh, I liked the ghetto blaster uh, red hoodie Taylor Swift the best. I think. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I think you really hit on it there. That uh, part of what was really enjoyable for me about this video was the fact that you can tell how much Taylor Swift is enjoying herself, <laughs> right. and that that was like it made me smile watching the video. I'm like, she's really having a good exactly. time. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and it was good. It Super really did fun. show some fun personality. Uh, uh, a lot well, of speaking tw- of knee pads and twerking, we should First, talk real, real quick about uh, Anaconda. Yeah, and um, what's what's surprising about Anaconda, not to hijack your intro of this video, is that Taylor, <laughs> Sw- the Taylor Swift video came out, and it like it was at like twenty million views after two days, and like I thought that was going to be it. That was you're going to be your banger of the week, and then Nicki Nicki Minaj came out, and she's now after two days, thirty million views. Wow. Uh, blowing, blowing Taylor Swift out of the water with a lot of butts uh, shaking, and uh, that happens and, in the and season. an absolutely fucking mind blowing performance from Drake in this video. <laughs> <laughs> like, a VMA award for that performance. I'm really <laughs> upset. Drake gets a lap dance with basketball shorts on. I'm really upset about about <laughs> that because that's been my that's been my move for like ten years now. Is going to strip clubs in basketball shorts. Uh, it's a way better time. Well played. Well played. <laughs> it's a way better time. Okay, you, you, your money is more valuable essentially, and so um, he stole that from you. Definitely. Drake has stole that from me. Uh, I'm making that claim. Yes. Write so, him a strongly worded letter. I am. I, I'm going to link him to this podcast and make him listen to to this moment. I won't tell him where it is. Make him listen all the way through. Uh, have us listen about listen about appropriation and everything. 
Uh, just so he knows how upset I am for him stealing my moves. So, so we should mention that this is directed by uh, um, Colin, Colin Tilly of yeah. London Alley Entertainment, and uh, the whole concept of the video is actually it's a it's a long video. It's Fucking four minutes long. and forty size forty nine seconds, um, but it has basically the same four dancers and her in the entire video. It's just those people. Um, they're in sort of like a jungle set, and then they're in doing a little chair dance, and then toward the end, you get the Drake strip club thing but it, mostly it's just sort of like setups and dance moves with them um and then but, there's but also centered, some great pl- what's that but centered uh dance moves dance but moves centered um, there's also some the great product pl- product placement of the uh, beats who else um they're all over <laughs> this thing uh and yeah i think it's maybe like i don't know it looks like maybe like five or six settings um but you know colin tilly does a good job of kind of stretching out for the whole video Constantly, who work who works with Nicki Minaj frequently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know they've got a rapport, and there's a lot of style stylistic elements that um, carry through all of their collaborations together. You also miss the kitchen scene that's in there. Um, mm, yeah, okay. Where she's, it's just her in a kitchen, and then her squirting uh, whipped cream on herself. That's that's the extent of the kitchen stuff, but it's it's uh yeah it goes on for a long time. A lot of people have been talking about this video. Like I was like flipping through the radio stations and I landed on sports radio and they were talking about this music video. Um, it's making well, an I think impact. the fun element is that it samples "Baby Got Back." Yeah, uh, and and the famous "My Anaconda." I'm not gonna say it, but you get it. Um, You're not gonna say it. No, we'll, we'll 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 sample it right here. So hold on, let's get into this because I've never really understood what is <laughs> his anaconda. Let's I've, let's I've go around. Everyone make it. for kids dances. <laughs> the Nicki Minaj one or the baby got back. The baby got back one. Yeah. Man, his anaconda. They're a little bit more straightforward in in the Nicki in the there's. The he she doesn't say anaconda really. She's just like I'll fuck him in his car, make him my pussy, make him go to sleep. Like it's very. I should be a rapper. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> my pussy. Uh, <laughs> you should be laying down beats. That was tight. That was dope. That was that was really great. I, and I'm pretty sure none of those words are in the actual. No, song. she does. It's it's during the one part. She's like she's like. Uh, put, uh, yeah, we pussy get it. make we get it go to sleep. Call it Nyquil. I I clearly didn't make that up. I don't know about Nyquil. Um, was uh, was anyone like I don't I didn't see anything about this. Was anyone offended by this video out there in the internet world? Because they were really offended by the single art. There was a I was offended by, that. I was offended by this song. <laughs> I, I I made it. I honestly, uh, you know, Doug sent me over uh, a couple of things that you know the videos that came out came out this week, so I can make sure I was up to date on that. And I got about twenty seconds into this video before I had to shut it off. I'm um, I'm sorry, and you know, and I appreciate music videos, and I have nothing against London Alley, Colin Tilly, anything. I was just I could not make it through. Well, I mean, a lot of it is just like different variations of that twenty seconds for the next four minutes. So it's not not negative. I'm not saying. I mean, they just like. I mean, it really is like they. They kind of establish these locations and these styles, and then they, they they just do more dance moves, more of Nicki Minaj's. But it's, I mean, it, all of this stuff is great. This is what you what the fuck else are you gonna do for this song? You cannot it's do not, anything. It's not her best song though. I, I'm with Jason. On well, that it's one. not her it's, best song, but it's no. it's 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 a it's, it's a song. A, it's a club banger. <laughs> it's, it's a song. <laughs> it is a song. We've established that. Okay. It is in fact a song. <laughs> well, they, yeah, everybody went nuts over the. Uh, I, that was the the craziest thing because I've never seen like a like a cover like art album cover single, single cover, cover art, even 
yeah, yeah, just like. And the funny part is that with the parental advisory logo branded over her butt, you almost imagine something far worse than what's actually behind there. Oh wait, yeah. there, I've I not do, seen. Right? I haven't seen that version. What the fuck are you imagining? What is? You what just you... gotta Google that. Google. Yeah, just Google it. Um, <laughs> what is our one other video, Adam, that we're gonna talk about? I'm excited because there's three to choose from. So, war on drugs uh, uh, under pressure under the pressure is great, um, but it's a little. I mean, they're. I think the one that we have the most to say about, I think, would be the Action Bronson Easy Rider video. Mm, I think yeah. there's a lot to say about this video. Um, so this video. So I just a quick show of hands or show of yes or no's. Have any has anybody actually seen Easy Rider? Yes, I've seen. I'm familiar with it. No, I have not seen it. <laughs> no. I'm same here. I've never seen it, and I've heard. I've I, I, one of the podcasts I love is How Did This Get Made, where they talk about terrible movies, and I've even listened to the entire podcast about them talking about Easy Rider Two. Uh, <laughs> so, but I've never seen Easy Rider. So I went through and I read. So this this song is called Easy Rider, obviously, and then the video is very very cinematic. It stars Action Bronson, um, and it is directed by Tom Gould. Tom Gould, um, and. It kind of follows uh, Action Bronson on, I mean, the, the very loose narrative is he's, he's on a quest to get his guitar back. He's a Vietnam vet, wakes up in a hospital, and he's riding a motorcycle across America. There are a few little plot points that they kind of get, but I think they just kind of took the image of Easy Rider on the motorcycle, that kind of you know e- image everybody knows from the movie, and then just kind of built their own narrative around it. Yeah, because this is not what the movie's about. No, the movie, no. The Easy Rider is not about Action Bronson uh, kicking acid, taking acid. Although no, but there, there's so there's an acid drop scene in Easy Rider, but there's yes. no like he, there's no he's nobody's a Vietnam vet in Easy Rider, as I understand it. Right, there's, and there's and there's three characters. One of them's like an attorney. None of this is. It's not this movie. It's not this. Right. It, it's not which this. I think is is important because there's been so many movie movie parody music videos lately. We had the Fancy video, which is a parody of Clueless, and then the Black Widow video, which is a parody of Kill Bill. So I think it's it's something to at least acknowledge. Yeah, no, definitely. And and so, I mean, yeah, it was kind of just inspired by the, right, like you said, those classic images of kind of just like a motorcycle and a sunset. Uh, what, I, what I really loved about this video with the narrative that they did use is just kind of like the absurdity of it and Action Bronson's uh, willingness to go along with the absurdity of it. I mean, very few yeah. rappers. This is a new thing that's happening uh, with rappers and music videos is – is them just like go, going, doing crazy shit, like wearing wearing cowboy boots, standing on a mountain, fake playing a guitar. Like you don't, you don't get that. You didn't get that in like in, from Jay Z in the '90s. And so uh, I'm I'm really like pleased with this direction of hip hop videos. And yeah, the, the, so that occurs at the end there, which is an amazing sequence. Um, and action, Bron- I was kind of impressed with his acting in this. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's good. Definitely. He's good. Yeah, he's just yeah, a, yeah. such a such a like a like a presence. Like the all the scenes that are like backlit, and it's just like a silhouette of his body. Like he's just like he's uh, like lumbering around in these cargo shorts, yeah. just throwing people around. Like, and that's like that's really him. Like that giant beard, and like you know, you see any video of Action Bronson, uh, and he's you know. Like in between, like clips of him just like smoking weed in public, uh, he's like always like just in like shorts and a pair of like New Balance. Like he's just like a uh, kind of like 
a, a dude. He, he's he's himself always, and uh, even even when he's playing this character, and uh, yeah, all of he's the always all, hilarious. all this stuff of him riding the motorcycle and like grinding his teeth and reacting to the acid, <laughs> just so funny. Uh, yeah, so he had this uh, web series. I, I don't know if it's still going or, but basically the web series is just him eating food yeah, f- in different places. It. Fuck that's delicious. It was called. <laughs> Fuck that's delicious. He's like, all right, we're gonna just go get a milkshake now. I love this milkshake place, and then he just goes and gets a milkshake, and he has to like hold his beard back from the milkshake. Oh man, that'll be in the show notes. I, I would say I, I think this is. I've seen. I think I've seen all his videos. I can easily say this is my favorite of uh, Action Bronson's videos. Though the others are in this vein, this one is my favorite. Yeah, Bronson. Bronson worked a lot. Uh, works a lot with uh, Rick Cordero, Jason Goldwatch, got those kind of guys. But yeah, always doing some crazy stuff. He's like, there's uh, he's to- he toes the line, you know, where where it's like there's like a line between like uh, straight straight rappers, like straight up just regular rappers, and like comedy rappers, and like. I think the line is Action Bronson uh, because like, yeah, he does, just to, he does. Just to one true. side of him is Riff Raff. Like he'll just as easily do a song with Riff Raff as he will with like a, a more established, like straightforward rapper. And he kind of like fits in with both and uh, and totally. still kind of and, and doesn't have to like be one or the other. Like he just is himself and it and it works with both of those different styles. So Action Bronson is the line. That's uh, uh, also the name of this podcast. Oh, I was going to ask that too. I was going to ask how you guys were came up with the names and what ours was going to be. I, yeah, yeah, we have awesome. a we have a li- list of possible yeah, we have a names. list, and then we draw it from a hat. No, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a yeah. On like Friday morning at ten a.m., it's just sad me and like the clothes I slept in, like shuffling through a hat. <laughs> That's how we roll at IMVDB. Um, and I and just just one yeah I I totally agree with you Adam like I've seen all the action Bronson videos this one's my favorite and I think one of the reasons it's my favorite is they they definitely like bumped up the production value to cinematic this has like a very like uh, um, explicit cinematic vibe to it um, and you know I think some people kind of disappear in that and action Bronson just like takes it over <laughs> the and- symbol was really good too. Yeah. Also, the that's the that's the Rick Cordero one. Yeah, and that's very yeah. similar. That one's kind of like it was a, similar. Yeah, kind of like kinda a blonde. Like like a... Okay, but he's wearing a blonde wig. <laughs> I know. And shooting a gold gun. We had we had Rick Cordero on the podcast, and he talked about that wig specifically. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was like a black exploitation film a little right. bit, um, which comes from the same era, right? A similar era, like the seventies, sure. black exploitation yeah. and Easy Rider. Maybe. I, Action yeah, Bronson. So, he, he, yeah, yeah. He's a, he, he likes he likes 70s cinema. Action Bronson. Who knew? Um, well, I think we may have we I think we may have covered it for the week. Yeah, we did we it. Have, we, we have put a layer of music video commentary over it. Um, so yeah, I think that yeah, they had a little bit of a quiet week. But we had some major major videos come out. A lot of times the top like the top of the top tens like uh, like two two point five. A uh, million, but this this one we're gonna be have duking it out between like a thirty million and a twenty million. That's usually doesn't happen. So. <laughs> and then number three is like four hundred k. Yeah, number three is like three thousand. So Jason, thank you so much uh, for being on this podcast. This is oh, awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Huge, huge fan of the site. Doug awesome. knows that you know. I always send over the links to uh, IMVDB on my Facebook page yeah, whenever man. anything comes out. And, Really, really big fan. Um, so that's, I, no, that's, that's that's awesome. While while the directors and all that are are trying to bring their their game to a new level, 
We're trying to bring our entering credits into a database game to a new level every single day. That's it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's also the name of this podcast uh, so, if, so and just one more plug for um, this Sunday if you're listening to this um, for the 2014 music video awards we will be live blogging we may or may not be sober it's just a luck of the draw so we'll see you then and, then, I, and I definitely won't be sober <laughs> Yeah, Adam will be very sober um, and uh, we'll see you uh, on Sunday and then we'll see you next week see you later <laughs>